listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth it is a good day we get to study the word of god today searching the scriptures from the september issue of the lutheran witness and i want to say to our listeners who have been looking for this who've been searching for searching the scriptures for a while (laughs) when you're reaching across the world to study with a pastor uh it takes us a little little extra time to get connected and we are so very grateful to have Pastor Matthew Wood uh, serving in Indonesia, joining us today for our Searching the Scriptures. Pastor Wood, thanks so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for asking me. It's a pleasure. I want to say thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. So today we are digging into Searching the Scriptures from the September issue of The Lutheran Witness titled, In the Very Midst of Life. Uh, the the very midst of life. This whole issue deals with, uh, addresses um, topics surrounding death. Uh, Pastor Wood, tell us a little bit about the, the perspectives on death that you experience in the part of the world where you live. Yeah, it's quite interesting here. The There is a lots of religion, not a lot of Christian religion, but a lot, a lot of religion. And so people, they... They have this quasi-confidence when they face death. They they don't necessarily know what's going to happen, but they know or they believe that, uh, however incorrectly they believe about God, they believe that God is in control. So they don't know exactly what they're going to do with, what God is going to do with them. And it's been interesting in this uh, COVID world, I, it has been interesting to see their response, not a whole lot of fear uh, that I have encountered, uh, much more of a determination and cooperation and, and get through it than, than fear and, and anger. But I only see the worst of the news from the other corners of the globe. <laughs> so It's interesting also that, uh, the funeral traditions here, uh, the the body of the loved one is brought right into the living room of their tiny house, and they have a wake right in their house. So they do uh, stare death in the face intentionally and and uh, frequently here. So, Pastor, take us into the scriptures today. Where are we going to start in God's Word? Well, I, my favorite passage when it comes to dealing with uh, death has always been 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. And so what I tried to do in this searching the scriptures was trace where these, where, where Paul is, uh, what other parts of scripture are informing Paul's uh, promises and hope that he delivers here in this in this section of of First Thessalonians. So we'll be in a several spots, but we're going to let First Thessalonians be our outline. So then let's let's dig into First Thessalonians. Uh, where where would you like to start in this book? 
Well, uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 13. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. So Paul first opens up here with, uh, he, he appears to be responding to a question that the church in Thessalonia asked him about the resurrection of the dead. And he wants to inform, he wants to bring hope to uh, this church about the realities that are, that are behind, that are behind death. And so he talks about those who are asleep and he, he describes death as asleep. And he does so because in, with Christian confidence, we know that death is temporary. We know that death is not an end and there's an expectation that we will one day Wake up from death. Moving on to question two, says read First Thessalonians 4, verse 14, and Philippians 1, 21 to 23. What does scripture promise about Christians who have died? How will this promise comfort you in death? How do you know your soul will live with Jesus in heaven before the resurrection? Pastor? So First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 14, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So here, Paul describes those who have fallen asleep as being with Jesus, as accompanying Jesus on his return to earth. And he talks about this hope of being with Jesus also in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21 to 23. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means faithful labor for me, yet which I shall choose I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two, my desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. So Paul shows the confidence here that we can have when we face death, because when we know that when we die, we are going to be with Jesus. That's the certainty that we have. We, we don't maybe have the language to talk about it uh, in its particulars, but we know that we will be with Jesus when we die because we know that Jesus has all power over death. I'm also reminded of uh, Psalm 23, where uh, promises us that our good shepherd will shepherd us through the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus doesn't bring us to death and say, I'll meet you on the other side. Uh, he is with us every step of the way. Let's move on then to question number three. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.15 and John 6, 
39 to 40. To what explicit promise of Christ does Paul refer and what hope does this offer you as you face death? Would you like to read that for us? Sure. So verse 15, for this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. So the the word from the Lord that Paul certainly could be referring to is from John chapter 6, verse 39 to 40. And Jesus is speaking. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So here Christ makes two explicit promises in these, in this, these two verses about resurrection. So he promises that he will raise those who believe in him up from death on the last day. And this is the ultimate hope that that Paul is trying to communicate in this passage in 1 Thessalonians, that beyond dying and being with Jesus, which is good news, which does bring us comfort, but even more than that, Jesus promises that we will be risen from the dead, alive like he is alive, with a body, physically alive on the day that he returns. That's the the ultimate hope and promise that we as Christians have. And so as, as we face death, we know that uh, maybe our, our body will be, will, will, will be asleep and our soul will be separated and with Jesus. But ultimately, all of this is going to be set right. It's all going to be put into its proper place. And death, there will be a moment uh, when Jesus returns, that death will no longer be a part of this creation. It will no longer plague this creation. It will be uh, completely expelled. And we look forward to a life in that creation, the new creation. Thanks be to God. Let's take, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We're continuing searching the scriptures with Pastor Matthew Wood. He serves the Lord in Indonesia. We're taking a look at the uh, September issue of The Lutheran Witness, Searching the Scriptures. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. How do we love our neighbor on the internet? Why are the creeds so important? What does it mean to practice Christian hospitality? 
Questions like these are answered in every edition of The Lutheran Witness, the monthly magazine of the LCMS. The Lutheran Witness can help you interpret the world from a Lutheran Christian perspective by providing reliable, biblical reflections on the issues that you care about the most. Get your free issue at cph.org witness. That's cph.org witness. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are taking a look at searching the scriptures in the September issue of The Lutheran Witness. Our guest today, Pastor Matthew Wood, who serves the Lord in Indonesia with the Indonesian Christian Lutheran Church. We're taking a look at question number four now on searching the scriptures for the September issue. It says, read 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16, and Romans 6, 3 through 5, and then on the last day, Christ will return with a cry of command, and the dead in Christ will be raised. What powerful word has God already spoken in your life, and how do you know you are in Christ and will hear that cry of command when he comes? Pastor, take us into the scriptures. Excellent. So verse 16, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. So there's the promise that Christ will return and bring life to his people, uh, life to those who have died in Christ. And I suppose the, the question, uh, the, the important answer to know is how do we know that we're dead in Christ? Well, the good news for the Christian uh, is reflected in chap uh, Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 5. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So the Christian, by the power of our holy baptism, has already been united with Christ in his death and united with Christ in his resurrection. We, as Christians, already have claim to what Christ has won. We have already received the promise that we will be united with Christ in his resurrection. And God fulfills all his promises. That's the story of the entire scripture, one fulfilled promise after another. And the wonderful thing about our baptism is that these promises have been spoken to us and they are true for us. 
Let's move on to the last question then. Read 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 and 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 55. On the last day, Christians who are still alive will be united together with those who have died and will always be with the Lord. What victory will be fully revealed to you on that day? And what does this mean for your life? Pastor, let's dig into this. All right. Verse 17. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. So what we have here is a picture of the creation with Jesus where there is no more death. Paul even is is anticipating that there will be faithful Christians alive on the day that Jesus comes back and they will not experience death, at least like uh, those who have who have died already do experience death. So possibly uh, we pray, uh, we the church prays that the Lord would come quickly and we pray that we get to see the Lord return even before we die. But the, the, the hope Paul expresses again in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 to 55. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? That's the ultimate hope right there. Uh, the victory over death, which Christ has already shown to us in his death and resurrection. He will give that same victory to us. We already have victory over our own deaths. Uh, and we await that victory to be given to us on the day that he returns. And the life that Paul is talking about here in 1 Thessalonians, we also see that this is a communal life. This is a life with Jesus and with all other Christians, that we will be raised to live with Christ and with one another, uh, free from sin and free from death uh, for all eternity. Amen. How do we remember these promises on a daily basis, Pastor? Well, you remember these promises by remembering your baptism. Uh, every time uh, every time you pray, you can begin your prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, uh, the name into which you are baptized, the name under which you live, the name that will carry you through death, and the name that will give you new life. There is a, a, a hymn that when I was a parish pastor in Maplewood, uh, Missouri, we sang him, the hymn, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. We, we sang verses four and five at every funeral I did. 
uh, every funeral I did there in, in Maplewood. And verses four and five are so powerful because they attach our baptism to, to the hope that we have uh, for this life and also for uh, the life to come. And I'd like to read uh, those verses now. God's own child, I gladly say it, verse 4. Death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit paradise. Though I lie in dust and ashes, faith's assurance brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. Verse 5. There is nothing worth comparing to this lifelong comfort sure. Open-eyed, my grave is staring. Even there, I'll sleep secure. Though my flesh awaits its raising, still my soul continues praising. I am baptized into Christ. I am a child of paradise. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Anything else you want to leave us with today as we wrap up our study from searching the scriptures in the September issue? Just the, the certainty that all of these promises are ours, uh, no matter how much we fear or doubt or waver in the face of death. It can be scary and uh, very trying time, especially if we are dealing with a very uh, long sickness. And the devil can bring a lot of accusations. But the power of all these promises and the power of our baptism rests entirely on Jesus Christ. And it is his power, not ours that will bring us to this new life everlasting when he comes back for us. Amen. The Reverend Matthew Wood serves in Indonesia with the Indonesian Christian Lutheran Church and wrote, In the very midst of life, the searching the scriptures for the September issue of The Lutheran Witness. Pastor Wood, thank you so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour today. And uh, we'll let you get to get to bed soon uh, as we start our day here in the States. Thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.